You're listening to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now with your host, Jackie Koch, the podcast with all the tips and tools to help you succeed when all of a sudden you have the realization that you're the one in charge. Hey, 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 welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Jackie Koch, and today I wanted to talk a little bit about this topic. I feel like it feels like to me I talk about it nonstop. I guess when I was looking back at the different podcasts that I've actually produced, I don't actually talk about it as much as I thought I did. So made me feel okay recording another episode about it because I feel like you may not have heard about it in, in a while. And the topic is conversation around whether or not you should hire an assistant into your business. And I was feeling triggered the other day because I was on Instagram and I was seeing a bunch of posts of people saying, hire an assistant and selling courses, how to hire assistants and videos about why hiring an assistant is so important in your business. And I was feeling triggered and I was feeling triggered for a couple of reasons. One, I do think overwhelmingly people think they need assistance too soon. And I feel like they hire them and they don't have success and they feel like a failure. And it's often because they weren't ready for the assistant quite yet. And I also was feeling triggered because I just think there's better things to hire first. And there's not context around when you should hire them. And I also feel as though there's a difference between hiring a virtual assistant somebody and when I when I think of virtual assistant I don't think a remote assistant who doesn't come to your house I think of a task task oriented person that you can literally just assign tasks to and they do it it's very entry level work that they're doing and they happen to be doing that work virtually Then, because I do think there's also remote administrative and executive assistants, and there's a difference between those types of roles that you need in your business and the type of people who typically are successful in them. And I don't think enough conversation is being had around the differences between those two. And that's what I wanted to talk about on today's episode is when I think you're, one, we're going to talk about when you're ready to hire an assistant in general typically the first thing you're going to hire is a virtual assistant. And then when I think your business could leverage the use of a actual admin, like administrative assistant or executive assistant, because I personally think those are some of the most valuable business, the most important roles for you to have in a business if you are at a certain level. And I think a really great executive assistant is the backbone of a lot of businesses. And it's actually a very strategic role. So I'm going to go over those differences. But before I get there, I wanted to talk about I wanted to talk about this concept that I read about in a book. I'm going to totally butcher the book right now, but it's How to Grow Your Small Business. I think that's actually what the title is, and it's by the founder of who created StoryBrand as well. And he started this he wrote this book and this company to help people build and scale a small business. And as I was reading it, he was talking about when you should hire into your business. 
And it also reminded me of the podcast episode that I recorded with Stacey Millard that came out fairly recently. She's a CFO, a fractional CFO, and she also gave the same advice on the first roles to hire in your business. But what he talks about is he gives the analogy of hiring. Your hiring roadmap should be like an airplane. And your leadership is the engine. Like the leadership roles on your team are the engine. So if you're a small business, your leadership team is probably you. You have the vision. You have the direction. You're navigating where the business is going. If your business is big enough that you have senior leaders in roles, then they're also a part, their job is to navigate where you need to go, set the vision, get you to your destination. That's the role of a leader in a business. And then each wing, a growth, it's what lifts the business, right? It's a growth activity in the business. And so one wing is marketing. The other wing is sales. So both of those parts of your business are helping to grow the business or in, in the case of the airplane to lift the, the business or the, the airplane into the air to, to get it to where it needs to go, right? Those are growth activities. Those are growth areas of the business. Without them, you're, without them, you will crash, right? You need them in your business. And then the back is where everything else gets loaded into the business. So, that is the operations, the fulfillment, the different parts of the business that um, need to be there, but do not contribute to lifting the plane up out of the off the ground, right? So in the sake of in the for the sake of business, that is operations, that is HR, unfortunately, that is, I don't know if I would say unfortunately, but HR would fall into that finance would fall into that, accounting would fall into that. Those types of roles are often categorized as, as you know, I, I can't remember how he labels it. I'm not looking at the book right now, but essentially those are the things that can weigh down the airplane if you don't have enough horsepower in the wings, if you don't have enough sales and marketing growth activities happening in your business and you're too bloated in the middle you're not either going to be able to take off or you're not going to be able to sustain flight. So I loved that analogy and I was like, that makes so, that's a great way to explain that to people. And so I was like, hey, I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. So the reason why I bring that up is because when you're thinking about the first roles to hire into your business, you want them to make more growth things happen in the business. And so that could be hiring a salesperson. That could be hiring somebody to do marketing. That could be hiring an assistant if the work that they're going to do is going to free up time for you or other people in the business to do sales or marketing activities. So you really want to think about what you're hiring into your business and if it's supporting the wings or the belly because you want, you need to be supporting the wings. You need the majority of the time spent in your business to be in the wings. That is, so how that relates back to this assistant conversation is you want to make sure whatever you're delegating to these people is freeing up the time for you to do the growth activities. I've already said that. I know I'm repeating myself. 
So let's say, so I guess that's just a blanket statement. It's an interesting way to look at who to hire into your business. You, in hearing this, you may be like, whoa, I don't actually, I'm going to give somebody work, but I'm not planning to focus on growth activities. Then you might not need an assistant, right? You might need some other roles to hire in the business. So that was the main reason of sharing that with you. And also because I just read it a couple, like last week and Stacy talked about that too, right? And I thought about my own hiring and how when I, had Molly come into the business, I was, it was an intentional decision to help us grow the business. And I'm just so grateful for that. And I saw so much. We've had such a successful year because she is able to help grow the business, do revenue generating activities. And it's just been so wonderful. So anyways, I digress back to the assistant conversation. So there's two different types of assistants that you can hire. Like I said, there's the VA the very tactical, task-oriented role, or there's more of a strategic leveraged role. And so I think or what you need to do before you hire either role is get your business set up so that you are able to effectively delegate stuff for that person to do. And if you're hiring in a, a virtual assistant, you're going to have to do this stuff yourself. I recommend if you are the business owner that you learn how to do this yourself. I think there's power in knowing how to do it. And I'm not trying to criticize people who don't, but I do think knowing how to do this, do some of the stuff and at least set it up, sets you up better to manage somebody in doing the tasks versus deciding to throw your hands up and be like, I'm on, I'm not organized. I don't know how to do this. I'm not going to set these systems up. They have to do it. How are you going to be able to manage it? And how are you going to be able to delegate tasks if you don't know how to do it? It's pretty difficult. So the things that I think you need to set up are a project management tool. I've obviously talked about this at Agnosium. You need to have some sort of messaging system. If that's going to be Slack, Teams, Google, Google Meet, or maybe Google Chat. I don't remember what it's called now, but there is a, a, an IMing capability Maybe it's Voxer, like some sort of system that you are communicating with your virtual assistants or assistants in general that isn't just text messaging. I think it should be a project management tool and a system like Slack. Those are my two biggest recommendations. So you need to have that set up and you need to have it setting set up in a way that you have different boards that you're able to assign tasks to people. And we've had plenty of people on the show who've talked about Asana, but there's other things, there's other systems like ClickUp and Trello for sake of using. There's also Monday.com. There are a ton of different project management tools in place. Getting one of those in place will be life changing for you and your ability to delegate tasks to a virtual assistant. So a, aside from a messaging tool and a project management tool, you should also have a password management tool. And that, hopefully you know these by now, but having all of your passwords in a tool is going to allow you to share login information with your assistant without sharing your actual password. So I just got done doing a, a password implementation with the client, a password management system implementation. Not really sure what. Somehow I we were tasked with it. That's not a typical HR responsibility, but we were. And it 
solves so many problems. You can share passwords with different team members and it like encrypts the password too. So like you can set up many of these different tools allow you to set up like folders where you could share, like you could put a bunch of passwords into a certain folder that you can share the whole folder with your VA. There's different ways that you can do it. You can put your credit card info in there and you can encrypt the credit card information. So if they have to purchase on your behalf, you can give them access to use the card, but they won't know the card number, especially if you are having remote teams, this is critical. So a password management tool is also super important to have in place. And then you also need to have a way to document your SOPs, a way to show how to do what you need to do. If that is back in the day, what I what we used to do is we would just take photos and screenshots and make a step-by-step user guide. Now there are brilliant tools like Loom where you can just, or any sort of screen recording tool, you can just record what you're doing and aha, you have a training video that you can send to a virtual assistant so they know how to do it. You definitely, you need to have all of those things in place before you can even think about hiring or delegating work to an assistant. Could you run into a situation where you do your business is scaling? So let's say you are a business that just got a bunch of VC money. You're going to go from two people to 25 people in a year. That might be a situation where you actually hire a full time administrative assistant to work full-time for your business, making a f- in more of a strategic role, and you decide to have them be the ones to implement the project management tool, set up the IMing system, and all of that, that might be a case where you don't end up being the one to actually set that up, but you still need to have it in your in your business in order to effectively delegate stuff and delegate tasks to team members. When I think there's definitely benefits of hiring an assistant. So I often will talk about this on the show and with clients and on social media that I don't think a virtual assistant is the first thing you should hire into your business. And the reason why I say that topic is because a lot of the small business owners that I'm talking to with that comment is are a team of one. And they they have their own consulting practice, their own coaching business, and they're maxed out, but they, they're probably not going to scale to have a big team of coaches or a big team of consultants, and they need help, and they see online that they need to hire an assistant. And most of them are in the position where they haven't taken any steps to doing and setting up systems in their business. So that's why I, rec- that's why I say your first person you hire should not be a VA should be someone to set up these tools for you. Now, if you, when I think hiring an actual executive assistant is very helpful, it's what I just alluded to. It's if your business is growing rapidly and you're going to scale to more than five people at least, I would say more than 15 people is when you actually need a full-time assistant. And that role then can be leveraged in so many different ways. Yes, they will still be doing some some day-to-day tasks. They'll be doing email management, calendar management for you, all of that stuff. But they also can play a huge role in helping with your new hire onboarding. They can almost, they can play a, they can play a role in 
helping you prepare for board meetings. They can play a role in helping you do travel. A VA could probably do travel arrangements and calendar management. But a lot of times you do miss out on some of that strategic support that you could get out of an executive assistant. And they really can help you set priorities. They, they should be joining meetings with you to understand what's important, what you need help with, what you've committed to, how they can help set you up for these meetings, how they can help you help set you up for the deliverables that you've, you've committed to for these meetings. They can help manage the ongoing use of the project management tool across your team. They can really create cohesion across the team and your direct reports, right? By being your proxy of, all right, they can really be a partner to you. And that is when I think you truly can unlock the potential of a great executive assistant is when you're treating them as your strategic partner in your business versus your task doer. And I think... Too often, there's a missed opportunity by CEOs to really use your EA as a strategic partner and really look to them as the doer. So the benefits obviously help you get more stuff done, help you have better work-life balance. They help you... uh, Once you have a great relationship with your executive assistant, they already know what you need. So they're going to help you get stuff done. But if you continue to treat them as a task doer, they may not end up moving into that role. And so it's such a missed opportunity. And I do definitely think that if your business is at least 25 people, you probably are ready to hire an assistant into your business. I remember my old CEO that I worked for, Jesse, she didn't hire an assistant until, God, she was probably an entrepreneur for 10 years, but Lumi had been around for at least four years. And our team was close to 45 people and she still didn't have an assistant. And we finally were like, Jesse, you need to hire an assistant. But the reason why she didn't need it so quickly was because her and Stefan, our co-founder, were very operational minded. We had different systems and tools in place. We had different IMing tools. She, she had meetings dialed in. Like there were a lot of reasons why she didn't need it. And it's because she had a lot of these systems in place already to help support her. So that's why I always say do that first. Don't just run out and hire an assistant because you're feeling overwhelmed. Get some processes in place before you do. We went over on the show different things to have in place before you hire an assistant. Differences between a VA and a executive assistant and things to think about when you're hiring your team. As you're building out your team, is it helping you to lift the plane or is it putting weight in the belly and causing the plane to, to maybe be a little bit more heavy? And if not leveraged the right way, an assistant could potentially be adding more stuff into the belly. But if you're leveraging it in the right way, it can free up time for you and for other people in your business to help support the wings of the of the business and help to grow your business. Those are just some thoughts I've had over the last few weeks as I've been seeing so many posts about assistance and my opinion and my hot take on them. And hopefully you had some revelations to them as well. And I guess I'll leave you with one other thing. Hiring an assistant is so much about chemistry and so much about you also 
playing a role in helping them be successful. So you can't just hire an assistant and sit back and expect them to be a mind reader and expect them to know what to do. So much of the success of an assistant is you being bought into helping them succeed, you building a relationship with them, you helping them understand why they're doing stuff, what the business is up to. Like you need to, you got to remember to give them the context and help them be successful and not just fire off one-liner emails, barely have time to talk to them. Like you got to invest in their success as well. And when you do, you can really unlock and leverage and utilize them. But until you're helping them be successful, it will be a challenge because they're not a mind reader. And often it takes time for them to get to know you, the business and how you operate. So help them help you is the last thing I will say about an assistant. Thanks for tuning in. And that's my hot take. Have a good rest of your day. Are you ready to hire a recruiter to help you in your business? Exciting news for you, that can be me and my team. And we believe that the recruiting industry is due for a major upgrade in its recruiting and fee structures. So we have a completely different model than other recruiters out there. We have transparent pricing and transparent fees. Go check out peopleprinciples.co forward slash recruiting for how you can partner with us and let us do the hiring for you.